0: Hi guys, welcome back to 100% Cars. My name is Nico Lombard, and you are listening to episode two. I am so happy to start the second episode like I can't tell you, and trust me guys, I have got a good one for you guys today. I'm actually going to sit down with Andrew Henry, who's actually owned a car dealership. He has some amazing stories to tell us and that I hope you guys will like just as much as I did. I just want to say, though, before we start, thank you so much for the people who have listened to my podcast. It really means a lot. And also, please go follow me on Instagram at nico-lombard45 and at 100%cars11. And, of course, guys, if you're new here and you want to listen to the podcast, go. you can go to anchor.fm slash nico dash Lombard that's anchor.fm slash Nico dash Lombard and you can go there and ask me questions look at what episodes are coming out and more also the podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts Spotify Breaker Google Podcasts and many more by going to the website you can check out what other platforms you can listen to and you can just browse on the site. All right. So now let's get started with the episode. So let me tell you about Andrew Henry. He's an idol to me and in my words, a very accomplished man. He is my great grandfather who owned one of the first black owned car dealerships in the seventies called Clarence Carter Chevrolet. I'm so excited to share my passion with Cars with him. You know, his two sons love Cars, and me, his great-grandson, loves Cars as well. You know, I'm so honored to interview him, and when he agreed to do this, I was so happy because he's such good stories to tell, and I think you get to hear some of those today. And of course, I'm really happy to share them with you. He's the first person to be interviewed on this podcast, by the way, guys, so this is a big moment. And I really hope you do enjoy it. All right, guys, I'm here with Andrew Henry. And I'm just, just going to ask you a couple of questions on what it was like working in the car industry. So first I wanted to start with, was it hard to start a car dealership?
1: Not really. Not for me because of the experience I had in the many years selling cars with various dealers throughout the city of Detroit. And the fact that I had built reputation, I had gained the trust of the manufacturer, the supplier, of course, and uh, I was in a position to uh, perhaps uh, go ahead because of their trust, and the fact I had reputation and experience. That was important.
0: Mm -hmm. And the second question I wanted to ask you was, What was a major challenge you faced while working in the car industry?
1: Well, at the time, there were no uh, dealerships of color. (laughs) There were no black dealerships. Mm -hmm. And the fact is that I had represented perhaps both worlds by pulling from uh, the black community for sales and advertising there that I was perhaps more in position to uh, uh, achieve a successful uh, dealership situation. But I was a little disappointed. I had thought that because of color, color would follow me to my business. But that didn't happen. That didn't happen. It still required uh, competitive offers, competitive uh, uh, kinds of uh, displays and activities that the dealers Have to do among themselves. So Mm -hmm. it it was a challenge to get going after all.
0: Yeah. And when first starting the car dealership, what was a challenge you faced?
1: Well, not knowing really. You see, when you open a dealership, you should have done your marketing. You should know that the area you have would support a business of such and that there was enough, let's say, Uh, of the population that would be in position perhaps to do business with you. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you're always concerned about uh, your location for the sake of uh, uh, the security of your business. You know, you're storing automobiles outside. and A lot of your activity involves people coming to your place of business. And in some parts of the city, people were a little hesitant to To go, especially to shop for anything or to do business. So, all those things are considerations for picking out a point or place to do business.
0: Yeah. All right. Yep. Can you tell me what a typical day would be like while working at the car dealership?
1: Well, it's a business where, as an owner, you open early and go home late. You don't go home until the last person has. Wander through whatever he's looking at or uh, uh, whatever you think or perhaps he might want to do, you're there to uh, uh, please your your customers, yeah. your, your people. You, you never put anyone out of a de- dealership or tell him, I'm sorry, we're closing now. Yeah. Because it, in the last moment, he might make up his mind to do business with you. I have stayed in a dealership perhaps even two hours beyond its closing time normal closing time Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, he decided or she decided to do business yeah
0: (laughs) okay guys so that was just a small bit of the interview you guys are going to hear more of it later on in the episode so there's going to be some new stuff that we're implementing into the podcast today and one of those is trivia so I thought I could give you three questions to answer. They're multiple choice. And at the end of the episode, you guys would be able to figure it out. And then at the end of the episode, I would give you the answers. So after I give you the four choices of what the answer could be, you can pause the podcast, figure it out, hold on to your answer. And then at the end of the podcast, I will give you the answers and see if you're correct. So now that I've said how it's going to work. Our first trivia question is, what animal is on the Porsche logo? Now, is it A, a bull? B, a horse? C, a bird? D, a cow? So you can choose between those four choices. Pause it, write one down, and then see if you're correct. So for a second trivia question, It's which Japanese manufacturer is the largest on the planet? Is it A, Suzuki? B, Nissan? Is it C, Toyota? Or is it D, Honda? So those are your four answers. You can pause it there and listen. And finally, our last trivia question for this episode is going to be when was the first gas-powered car ever created? Was it A, in 1930? Was it B, in 1886? Was it C, in 1798? Or was it D, 1700? So those are your free answers for that question. And now that you've given all the answers, write yours down, and we'll see. So we're also going to continue the interview. I hope you enjoy the rest of the interview. Yeah. What is something you will always remember when working at your car dealership?
1: Well, again, I had the experience and the fact that uh, being an experienced salesperson, I had what you'd call a following. Every three, four years when a car would perhaps need replacing, they'd come and see me. That kind of loyalty. You had to earn. People yeah. had to be totally satisfied mm-hmm. to come back and spend their money with you over and over again. Yeah. And I was delighted to see faces that I had been able to serve through the years come back to do business with me. So that was always a very delightful experience. And I had that happen at least once a day, yeah, if not a couple of times during the course of a day in business.
0: Okay, can you tell me some happy memories you had at the dealership?
1: Fond memories are those that worked with me, people that spent many years in helping me to make a business grow, those who had given me good ideas that I was able to uh, uh, enhance my business, those who had perhaps gone over and above uh, what you'd call the the line of duty to make things better for me. In fact, if I might relay just a recent situation involving one of my salespersons who passed recently unknowing to myself and then trying to locate him. I find that he is deceased. He died last month. That is in April. And mm-hmm. that saddens me because I had no idea what happened to him. We were close, very close at one time, very yeah. dear friend.
0: And what truly inspired you to get into the car business?
1: Well, it's something that I just, I just leaned that, that way. All even from, I remember standing up, holding on to the dashboard of the car, and they thought it was quite. Amusing that as a youngster, I could name all the cars that I passed in the street. I knew what the makes were and what they would call them, and I was just into the car thing most of my life. So I became a fender leaner. That's what you call a good salesperson, a fender leaner, many, many years, just perhaps not too long after out of service. Mm -hmm. I had flown an airplane in service, but when I was discharged, I was too young, out of the air forces and and the naval uh, air air, uh, situations that were much older, much more experienced. So I didn't stand a chance. I had to find something, and I've always wanted to sell automobiles. Yeah. So, I went to school to learn about automobiles. I took one of those two-year courses at one of our universities that gave me a good handle on the automobile mechanically, and it touched on some of the business factors involved with
0: it. All right, guys. So, our new segment is also news. I'm going to give you guys some news in case you're not up to date on what's happening in the car world. And, of course, I'm here to update you guys today. So... If you haven't heard of Hertz, they're a huge rental car company. They've been a huge rental car company for a very long time. And if you haven't heard last Friday, they filed for bankruptcy. They're one of the biggest rental companies that have been around for uh, a long time, like about 50 years. Like They have been around for a very long time. This is crazy. Now, this there's some importance to this, right? Because that means a lot of their cars are getting released on the market and they're below MSRP and it could be pretty below. So let me tell you guys, for example, the Corvette C7 Z06, Hertz bought a ton of them, but we're selling them for way cheaper. Now new, they go for 80,000, but if you go on auto trader, Hertz, they're selling them in the sixties, which is a good deal, you know? So that's just one, and they have so many cars, so many cars that could be released on the market. Not for sure, but if they do, they could be a lot cheaper, and that'll make these cars more affordable. A lot of these companies will lose a lot of money, like GM, who gives Hertz a lot of their cars. In fact, 23% of Hertz car fleet is made up of GM cars. That's crazy. So, you know, if you're looking for a car that is you know, affordable, or you're looking for a car that's too expensive, maybe look on Honor Trader. Now, it's not for sure that all these cars are going to get released. It's not for sure, but check it out and see if you can get, you know, a cheaper price of the car you want, because not everyone wants an X rental because they rack up miles, but I'd still recommend it, if they are selling them, of course. Now, of course, next up, this is amazing, is the new Porsche 911 Targa, which is honestly one of my favorite cars. Old, new, you know, dating back to the old Targas. This is honestly one of my favorite Porsches. If you didn't know, that's my favorite brand. I heard that they might add a PDK seven-speed manual transmission in the Porsche, which is going to elevate the Porsche so much. So I'm so excited about that, and I highly recommend checking it out. There's also been some minor updates to the Tesla cyber truck, which I'm so excited and which looks very cool, yet weird. So go to Jay Leno's garage and watch the latest episode, which aired Wednesday, May 27th, to hear more about that. And that is going to be all for our news today. Now back to the interview. So
1: i buying and selling them. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And did working at the dealership have an impact on you in any way?
1: Well, I was successful, of course. I raised a family, lived in uh, splendid neighborhoods and in nice, comfortable homes, and educated all my children, all of my children. I had four. They've Mm -hmm. all been educated, all have college degrees. And I'm very pleased with the fact that it was a good life, an easy life. It came to me very easily, I guess, because I've always had what they call a gift of gab. <laughs> and, of course, you'd have to be very pleasant to people. I've always liked people. Yeah. In fact, I I don't know if I've ever found anybody that, that I really didn't like.
0: And lastly, what is interesting... A story while working at the car dealership?
1: Well, there are all kinds of experiences. I believe one of them is one day I went out to sit set set at a salesman's desk to discuss with him something. I sat at his desk waiting for him to return. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. then I heard someone say, uh, Andy, can you come here? Or just, Andy. I went up and stuck my head in office. And I said, What do you want? He says, what mean? I says, you called me. He says, no, I didn't. And at that moment, a car crashed through the large folding doors, right through the window, pane glass window. Wow. (laughs) Of course, it Um, crushed the desk. Yeah. Had I been there, it would have been the the end of me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, at the time, it it was something I think we called that. uh, uh, What was that called, Jack? A little divine intervention. How's that? Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. All right. All right, perfect. That's all the questions I have today. Thank you so much. It was an honor. There it is, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. All right, guys. So for the answers of the trivia, I'm now going to give them to you. So for the first question, which is what animal is on the Porsche logo? The correct answer is a horse. Um, So, for the second question, which Japanese manufacturer is the largest on the planet? The correct answer is Toyota. And finally, when was the first gas-powered car ever created? The correct answer is 1886. Alright guys, I hope you got them right. Thank you guys for tuning in to 100% Cars. Again, guys, if you guys want to listen to my podcast, go to anchor.fm slash Nico dash Lombard. And that's anchor.fm slash Nico dash Lombard to hear more. I hope you guys enjoyed. I'll see you guys in the next one.